Okay, boys, we are live for episode two of Cellar Dwellers. Sean McGeehan here with the guys, Pat Parker, Nick Sambella, and Kyle Rosenberg. Kyle and Nick coming at us via Zoom today because of the coronavirus stuff going on. Actually, boys, it was a pretty busy week for sports. There's actually plenty of things that we can cover, but I want to start today by talking about this new show that me and Pat have been watching, Dave. Fellas, it's so funny. That's literally, I think that is one of the funniest shows of the past probably like five five to ten years that I've watched. It's hilarious. It's, it's like a combination of Curb Your Enthusiasm meets like Atlanta. Hilarious. Pat and I were literally saying that last night because we just watched it and we were all of it last night. We binge watched it in the basement and we were like, this is just Curb. And for those of you who don't know, Dave is uh, Lil Dicky the Rapper. It's his new show. It's on FX. It's so funny, but that's what we've been up to. And I, I've been watching a lot of movies, actually. I got I watched uh, a couple... I, I'm not a big movie watcher, but I watch, like, Jerry Maguire and uh, As Good As It Gets. And I watch a couple good movies on Netflix. And then I watch, like, some, like, two documentaries on, like, Bill Gates and, and Steve Jobs. Um, but let's get into some sports news, because there was actually a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. And I think... Let, let's start with the XFL. XFL, officially, they're just canceled. This coronavirus just did them in, it seems like. They filed for bankruptcy and stuff. So I, sad. Yeah, I thought it was sad too. I, so I, sad. Dude. I enjoyed the XFL a lot for what it what it was. I never expected it to be like the next NFL, but you saw it gave guys like PJ Walker a good platform to show off their skills, and now he's got a gig down in Carolina, right? So I was like, kind of upset to see that go because it was entertaining, gave me some football to watch, which is always good, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. I thought it was doing good. Yeah, I don't think anything's ever going to compete with the NFL, but uh, springtime football is always welcome. And uh, I thought we were going to have it sustained for a little bit with them, but it's sad to see them go. Uh, rest in peace and peace. And uh, hopefully somebody else comes up with another league we can have next year. Did you guys watch it at all? Like, were you big XFL guys, or did you just kind of, you know, watch like the clips on stuff, clips and stuff like online? I watched the first week. I'd like bet on a couple of games and watch the first week. But after that, I didn't really bet on it. But it was fun to see like the highlights and stuff on Twitter. And the XFL like did not really take itself seriously at all as a league. So that was always fun because it's just like they're messing with people on Twitter. They're like have PFT commoner coming in try, trying out to be a field goal kicker. Yeah, right. It was right. fun to yeah. watch. I, I followed it enough because there was enough uh, Temple guys in it. And um you know, so I, I obviously I had to follow it because I'm doing all the sports media stuff here at Temple. It was actually kind of cool to see all of it. I was, I was kind of bummed to see it go, but I guess, you know. They have a chance, though. They have a chance to be bought out. You think someone's going to – I hope someone buys I, them. I out. hope so, too. I mean, they could potentially be like a like a minor league for NFL, NFL football. From XFL, though, to NFL, we have the draft coming up in a little bit. Uh, I guess I don't even know when's the date. It's probably a couple weeks from now, I suppose. I think it's like a week or right. ten days from now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty soon actually. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, real soon. It's like a week um, and a half out or something like that. But is there is there any guys that you guys are are big on for the draft in in general? I've been looking at a lot of mock drafts, and I saw one today that kind of intrigued me. It had uh, the Dolphins trading up to get Burrow, and the Bengals trading down and taking Tua. I could definitely see Tua being better than Joe Burrow in the NFL. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, I could definitely see him being better than Joe Burrow. Here's the problem with, with Tua is he's he's constantly injured, uh, almost always injured. It's, it can almost be like a guarantee. I think his ceiling is ridiculously high. Like, 
I, I put him, he just reminds me of like Russell Wilson almost. Um, right. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't want to bet on his injury, his injury proneness, I suppose. I, I don't trust him to stay healthy at all. I think though, if you're a team like the Bengals though, that haven't been good in forever. I mean, they've made the playoffs, but they haven't won a playoff game in like 30 years or some ridiculous number like that. It's almost worth like I'd take the chance on it just because he has the potential to be that great. And then if he gets hurt, okay, we still took a chance. It's better than them not taking him and then you, him becoming, like, a great quarterback. You take Tua or Burrow if you're the Bengals at one, or if they uh, – Actually, no. Not if I'm the Bengals, but if I'm the Dolphins. Like, a team Dolphins. like the Dolphins that has a chance to trade up and get him. Okay, so you would – they would because I think the Dolphins are at three right now. You would want – you would trade up to two to, to try and snag Tua? Who's that two? The Redskins. Redskins. I don't and, think you're going to need to trade up to take Tua, though. I don't. They might have to trade up to two. He might drop, yeah, like a little bit. They might have to trade up. He could drop. Yeah, they might have to trade up to two, but I, I don't think. I'm pretty sure the the Redskins like, they were open to picking a quarterback, but I think they're probably going to go with Chase Young. I will say to that point though, I think the quarterbacks will probably go, pretty quick because there's there's about three quarterbacks in this draft worth drafting, and then after that it just drops off. Well, there they have Joe Burrow, Tua, and uh, Herbert. And Jordan Love, yeah, from Utah State. Those are the four. Um, I think, I think the, um, the three will get taken early. I think it's going to go Burrow, Tua, and then Herbert, and then I think Love's going to get taken a little bit down the line. The the pat the Patriots might go after Herbert, uh, Love, Jordan Love. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I thought so. I th- I was literally thinking the same thing, and I, I, that would be a pretty good successor to uh, to Brady. You know, might as well take a shot on him if he's there. How like, early is he supposed to go? Would they I have to trade up to get him? I saw like in the twenties, I think. Yeah, I had, I I saw a couple mock drafts him going like twenty to twenty five, and then I saw one where the Patriots trade up to nineteen to get him. But I mean, that's a mock draft trade, so that'd be take that with a grain of fucking salt. Um, while we're on the topic of uh, New England and the new quarterback thing, talking about their old quarterback, the former quarterback Brady, down in Tampa now, he was on Howard Stern's podcast the other week, and uh, Brian Westbrook clap back at him because Tom Brady was saying something about like uh plant you can't have anything but plan a and Brian Westbrook was like you need to have a plan b blah 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 like I don't know it was just it was funny to see that old Eagles Patriots rivalry I, I know it's, it was probably nothing but I was well, just like, you know what Tom Brady's problem is is like he's always been on plan a he's never had to have a plan b because he's his teams have been so good and well like, coming out of Michigan though he was you know terrible he right, right. Pick, but I'm so. talking about being on the Patriots. It was just Plan A the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Right. It was Bill Belichick follow Plan A, and then that's and you win Super Bowls. Um, yeah, we kind of kind of got off topic there for a little bit. Um, how do you guys think this NFL draft is going to work? I saw that Roger Goodell is going to announce the picks from his basement. Now I I don't understand that because everything that I've watched right now that even like has attempted to be live, it's been terrible. Just absolutely awful. They could do better, though. They can do better, right? I hope. I think they I have to. Like, like, I don't really think it needs to be that good. I like, think that having players being picked and seeing something happen to one of your teams right now is just going to be exciting. But like, I, don't I don't care know. where he announces it. If we trade up for CD Lamb, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. It doesn't matter if he's on Uvu with me. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> shout out Uvu. And by, by yeah, when, shout out Uvu. And when next, 
when Nick says uh, we trade up to CD Lamb, he's obviously talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. We're bird gang, ride or die on this podcast, baby. Seller dwellers are the part of the bird gang. Um, I just don't know, though. Like, everything I've watched has been so bad, and I don't even think you're going to see, like, you might see guys like CD Lamb and Joe Burrow and Tua and those guys because they're big names. But I just don't see it working after that. Like, are you going to have a camera at every single person's house? Because you'll need, like, a satellite truck to send out a signal and a camera crew. Like, if it's just oh, – I, read, I read that uh, 58 of the, like, the top 58 prospects they think will go in the first two rounds are going to be on video. Like, they're, they'll have video cameras set up in their house for their reactions. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, if you think of it, it's really the perfect situation for the NFL because since it's like this, no one's expecting it to be good. So if it's not good, then everyone's like, okay, yeah, no, we didn't expect that. But I'm if it is good, terrible. I mean, yeah, but it's like – and this is the only type of sports we're really going to be getting. So everyone's going to watch, and it's the draft, so every fan base is excited for it anyway. So yeah. either way, the NFL is going to get a bunch of viewers and they're going to get a bunch of money and there's going to come out on top again. Now, you just said we're not going to get sports for a, a little bit. ESPN posted today, earlier today, uh, what's his name? Dr. Anthony Fauci, I think that's how you pronounce it. Doc Antle. <laughs> no, not Doc Antle. Um, the nation's top infectious diseases ex- expert says that professional sports will only happen this summer without fans in attendance. That's the only way. Would you guys be opposed to that? Like, or At this point, you guys just want sports back? Yeah. yeah. I want him back now. Yeah, any form of, like, actual sports, like not this 2K stuff or the horse thing, but actual competition, team on team, yes. Yeah, I'm going to get – we'll get to the horse thing in a little bit because I, I have – Oh, my you know, God. I, that thought, I have the thoughts about that. Terrible. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm going to go all probably on, like, a little bit of a soliloquy real quick because everything just got so canceled. And it started off with, like, the NCAA tournaments, right? Um all the, like, the conference tournaments getting canceled. March Madness got canceled. And then all, like, the professional leagues followed suit, the NBA, um, you know, and NHL. NHL. And then eventually now we just found out UFC. We're not, we're not going to get to see Fight Island like we thought, um, at least not for a little bit. My question is, did we really need to cancel all sports? No. Did we need – it seemed and it seemed a little bit like, like you were just going to get – uh, really criticized if you didn't cancel, but you couldn't do tennis. You couldn't like, I, and by no means am I a tennis fan, but, but you could, I would watch it if it was on TV right now. I'd watch it. Like they canceled Wimbledon. I would watch Wimbledon right now. They could easily do that. There's like three people, the ref, the two players and, and two players and the ref sitting high up in the, uh, yeah. you know, in that little high chair and maybe like a ball player too. I think it more has to do with just getting everybody there, like all the contact and stuff with getting people places. Mm-hmm. I think the travel is like what's deterring it because uh, Brooks Kepka was saying on part of my take that he thinks the PGA uh, should do like in a couple weekends. He said there's like 20 guys from the tour that live in Jupiter. And he was like, we could easily get a tournament on TV and like just donate whatever money we get from advertising to like the coronavirus or whatever. And there'll be something to watch for a weekend. That'd right. be great. I think golf, golf is different, though, because you literally do not have to stand within, like, 100 yards of the right. people you're playing with at any given time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so yeah. The, the PGA Tour is starting back up, too. So Yeah. That was my problem with it. Is it just seemed like everyone – it was just, like, a universal decision. And they made decisions that were logical and responsible. But did they all need to cancel? Seriously, like, 
because now we're just yeah. all bored and we're watching all this other stuff that uh, that horse contest that we're like that we're gonna get to. It was it was terrible, or the two K stuff that they were doing. It, it was just terrible. Yeah, I definitely understand the um like the team sports like hockey and basketball. You're in like a small locker room with a bunch of people and you're traveling and then like going to and like hitting other like touching other players and like you know stuff like you're always in contact with different people, but. But like you said, with uh, tennis and golf, and there's other like, what other sports can you play that are that are non-contact? I even think to an extent, and Kyle and Nick, you'll have to be the judge of this because you guys know more about baseball than me. I think there's a way you could even do baseball games if it'd be a little. I guess it'd be a little bit more challenging. But you're, you're standing too close to one another in baseball, like a runner on first next to the first baseman, putting down a tag on him. Like but I'm saying, had... if they all got tested. Right, and they all test it, you know, clean or whatever. They're all in their, they're all on private jets, right? They all take the team, the team, uh, the team plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the team, tra- the team planes have like, like most of the teams don't have their own plane. They just charter commercial flights, like, so they'll get a sick jet. But it's there's outside employees on the flights. Okay, I see. like I flight attendants that. and stuff. I was going to say, does baseball seem like a thing where it was like there's not enough contact to, for in my eyes and. Um, and if everyone's test clean and they have no coronavirus, I was like, why couldn't, you know, they even do baseball, but that makes sense what you're saying. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if everyone's like tested and clean anyway, then you can pretty much play any sport. Cause if everyone's clean, then no one's going to get it. Exactly. Just, I mean, and that kind of goes back to just like the no fans there. So if everyone that's playing and there's no outside people there that have it, everyone that's clean, go ahead. Play. I think it's what Nick said earlier was that it's the transportation too. You got to figure out a way to get these people there. Um, you and I will have to like. I know they talked about NBA just doing the playoffs in like Atlantic City or something. Um, I don't know. We'll <laughs> that would be awesome. No, I'm sure they're all figured out. But um, the PGA I'm Tour being, resumes on June 18th. There you go. PGA Tour so, resumes. No June fans. 18th. All right. I'm just. I'm really just getting bored, man. We're watching uh, right now Lakers Orlando finals, and then after this, it's the Lakers Celtics finals. I think we've watched this these same games now maybe four or five times. And I'm just getting so sick of it. I don't get that. Why does ESPN they have they have probably thousands of games in the vault and they play the same five games over and over I again? Know. It pisses me off. Yeah, it, it's getting so <laughs> like, annoying. What's the point? <laughs> I know Kobe. I mean, rest in peace. I know he died, but you don't need to play every Kobe Finals game like on repeat. They are churning out the Kobe content ridiculous amounts, which I'm okay. I'm a big Kobe guy. I, I, no, I, I like, like Kobe, but yeah. I mean. It, don't you play see, the same games. Yeah, you want to you want to see something else now that we watch it for the third time. Yeah, exactly. I get that. Um, now I, I hinted at this earlier. Since we're watching these same games over and over again, they are trying to get creative with the content. And ESPN did that horse challenge with Trey Young, uh, Chris Paul, um, Paul Pierce, and uh, a couple people in the WNBA. Um, I, I turned it on, guys, and I I was very I was hopeful for this. I talked to you guys about this. I was like bet this is going to be something fun to watch with um like athletes that i like and it was going to be good and i could not i watched it for about i i did longer than most people i watched it for like 10 minutes just hoping that like the it'd get better and it just never got better man i I was i was devastated devastated it was like filmed with by cell phones by like these athletes like family members on like 2g yeah it was like i don't even think i wouldn't even consider 3g because some of the some of the uh, videos were in like still frames, like oh the, the ball moved in like moved like an old cartoon that was like drawn, and then they you know you flip a uh, 
a note a notepad yeah <laughs> to yeah. see it move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chauncey billups had like some mcdonald's wi-fi he was on the worst <laughs> wi-fi i think i ever saw it was i just couldn't watch it did you guys watch it at all no i didn't watch any of it on tv i saw a clip on instagram i guess the nba posted and it was the like so laggy and it was zach levine against paul pierce Zach Levine did, like, a reverse layup where he tapped the backboard first. I think I could do that layup. <laughs> oh, my God. And Paul Pierce, like, I saw almost that. busted his ass doing it. I so, I was, I was just completely out after that. Yeah, between this, the horse contest and the, uh, the 2K tournament, I was just like, okay, fair play ESPN, but this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that 2K contest, uh, Kyle, you had a couple guys. You were betting on it with your buddies. Devin Booker won, right? Yeah, yeah, my – friend christian he took devin booker he had the first pick and oh, apparently God. devin booker like actually streams his games on twitch and stuff just uh doing, like he, he regular during his regular him. life so he yeah he ended up winning i didn't who have was, anyone in the who finals. was your uh who was the longest guy for you uh, it was patty bev he lost to i think he lost to john uh to eight in, in the semis really deandre yeah uh, yep all right. Yeah. all right well fair play to devin booker congratulations i i watched one game of that tournament but um yeah no i had money on and i didn't watch any of it <laughs> um back i guess since we're talking about nba let's stick with it if they do come back and they do do a playoffs i was saw something lebron talked about the other week he said he wants to do a one to get ready for the playoffs lebron wants a one to two week training camp and then five regular season games and i was like i, I didn't think i don't think that's possible with the you know time constraints that everyone's under if the playoffs do somehow happen and and NBA, um, what do you guys predict in the East and West? Do you, what do you think the finals matchup would be? Right now? Yeah, right now. If, if they come back, everyone had their rest, um, no, whatever you want to call it, I'm not even sure. Everyone coming out of quarantine, and then the playoffs start, I'll say, I'll say June, mm-hmm. June 1st, because um, I, I, I think that's just my prediction. The playoffs start June 1st. What finals matchup would we see? I mean, it has to be Lakers and, and uh, Bucks. I, I mean, that's obviously like the – that's the obvious choice. But I, I really don't think the Sixers have any chance whatsoever. Their team's in shambles right now, I think. See, I would give the Sixers almost a better chance now because at the beginning of the season, they played really well. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. They're maybe just coming off all the off-season work. And they had their legs. They didn't have their legs fully under them, but they had fresh legs. And I think for a younger team like the Sixers, this could actually benefit them if the season comes back, which I still wouldn't see them. I still there's still way too many gaps with the Sixers team. No, they're they're not that they would, would do it. But I think it would benefit them more. And we've it seen would the Sixers, them, but it wouldn't matter. And we've seen the Sixers put a beating on some of the top teams this year, whether it be the Celtics, uh, the Lakers, or the Bucks. We've seen them at their full potential what they can do and just they haven't been able to string it together and i don't suspect that they would but we've but seen them choke in the playoffs too we've seen them choke in the playoffs right um i just think it would help the sixers this will help the sixers actually and then um, toronto's not better than them uh i don't see any other teams better in the east and the bucks do you i think the celtics could give them a run for their money yeah the jason, jason tatum towards the end of the 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 season like before corona was going off I'm huge on Jason Tatum as well. Yeah, Jason Tatum was playing like some of the best basketball in the NBA. Yeah. Um, I think I I would agree. I think especially 
I think with everything going on, I'm going to take the Lakers in the West. And I guess you would. I would. I guess you I have to pick in the West. You could maybe see the Clippers or something or Rockets. I don't know. Nuggets. I, I, I not pay attention to the West as much, but the East, it just has to be the Bucks like this year. I think I don't trust the Bucks at all. I don't either. Cause I think playoff basketball is a little different and I still would pick them to come out of the East at this moment, but I wouldn't trust them to win it over LeBron. I would not trust. Like, no, LeBron would. Playoff di- basketball is so much different, and, and we see it every year. Like, like last year, uh, especially Giannis had a ridiculous season, right? MVP, and in the finals, he just gets shut. Or not the finals, excuse me. The playoffs, it's like the teams just kind of figure out how to play defense against the Bucks. I don't know, and then and then they just shut them down. And the same thing happens, you know, with all the big stars. They, it's you know, um, it's just harder in the playoffs. And these team guys that go off in the regular season. It's almost – the playoffs almost become harder for them because they've exerted so much energy in the regular season. And I think that's the balance where – that LeBron really understands now. Because let, let's get it straight. If LeBron wanted to be MVP every single year for the past decade, he probably really could have. But he – that's hyperbole, of course. No, yeah, LeBron's but, been the best player in the league for – those was his, like, 18th year, so, like, 16 years now. But, 15 years, he's been the best player in the NBA. But what makes him different now is he understands when to turn the switch on and when to turn the switch off. Because in the, you know, now everyone's saying, who's better player, uh, Kawhi or LeBron, uh, Durant or LeBron, who's better, Giannis or LeBron? I've never strayed from the narrative that LeBron is better than all of those players. But in the regular season, if you look at the numbers, you can say, oh, well, Giannis is putting up more points and more rebounds and playing better defense and say well okay but LeBron's been to the finals this many years and in the playoffs he turns into a machine to me no question LeBron's still the goat and he he would take uh he would take the crown this year in the NBA he'd win wouldn't take the Lakers to the finals I think he beats the Clippers the Rockets the Bucks Celtic, I'm taking the Lakers the Lakers I think I don't like I think it's just destiny it's a great story especially after everything that happened with Kobe but uh, I wouldn't mind the Sixers running into the Bucks. The Bucks don't scare me. No, I think the Sixers are built perfectly to stop the Bucks. But yeah, I, don't, I think like, that they're fucked against so you guys, the Raptors. You're always, always going to disagree with my point, I guess. No, no, I still I think the Bucks are like it's all right. Far it's and away. Right. No, no, I think the Bucks are far and away the best team in the East. You want to make a bet it's now? Like that on the Bucks a night to night basis. You want to make a bet um, now? I said they're going to bet you. No, I think the Bucks are going to win the East because I don't. I'll I don't bet. know if the Sixers can get to. That okay. round where they faced the Bucks. I don't know when that would be. Okay, but so there we go. We have a bet right now larger. between a bet going on right now between Pat and Nick. What's the bet? I bet I bet uh, Bucks to the East or win the East. Okay, I, well yeah, but what are we doing? Like, well, how much money are we putting up? Twenty bucks? Ten bucks? Twenty bucks is fine. Zambi, are you? I'll, I'll give you odds too, since I have the field. Because right. I'm not yeah, taking yeah, the Sixers yeah. to win the East, so. If I win, I get ten bucks. If you win, you get thirty. Okay. Wow. Okay. Nikki High Roller, baby. Here we go. I don't now think the is... Bucks are gonna win the East. <laughs> I just don't. Okay. All right. Another, I can see the Raptors. Another team. Raptors oh, stop with the stop. Raptors. Just yeah, stop. Dude, the Raptors are. Stop, Raptors stop are it, man. Stop. Stop now. The don't Raptors ask are a very it. underrated team. <laughs> what do you I'm say, Kyle? Saying. So the Raptors are a very underrated team in the East. 
No, they are. People, yes, they are, dude. They're perfectly rated right now. They're a really good team, but they're not as good as Boston or Milwaukee. They always give the Sixers problems. Tell you that. Okay, yeah, but so can anybody. The Sixers, when they want to play well, they can play well. When they want to play off, anybody can give that team problems. But what do you say to anyone who has said Toronto's better than – The Raptors do have the two thickest players in the league. Who's that? Kyle Lowry Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh. There's a lot of ass on the Toronto Raptors, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys say, Kyle? I mean, what do you say that – Anyone has said that Toronto's better than the Bucks or Celtics? No, and I don't think they are better. And, but no one said that they're think... like the bottom teams in the East. They're right where they should be. That that would I don't think they're underrated. I think they're your sleeper team. Yeah, I think they're consistent too. Okay, yeah, they're I think they're my dark horse. Yeah, they they play really good defense on teams. They can score. Pascal Siakam's legit. Kyle Lowry's been there. Like they're not going to give away a series. They're going to make you beat them. They yeah, did get rid of the Lakers. They're very scrappy. They did scrappy. get rid of yeah. the Lakers. Yeah, yeah that's Siakam that's is so good. Um, how do you guys feel? A team that people talked about um, was – and I never understood this. This is a team I just – I don't believe in at all. I always hear a lot of buzz about Utah Jazz, and I just don't get it, man. I just don't understand everyone's hype with the Utah Jazz. I mean, would, do you guys buy into the Jazz? No. no. Okay, no, good. No, yeah. Not at all. Now, especially – Especially after the whole uh, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell coronavirus saga. Like, (laughs) like, oh my gosh. I know we're looking back a couple weeks now talking about this, but I was like, Rudy Gobert, dude, come on. You can't do that. You can't do that. I feel like Gobert is like one of the most hateable guys in the NBA. Like, I hate Rudy Gobert, and I really don't even know why I hate Rudy Gobert. I do too. Yeah, I hate Rudy Gobert because he's French. Yeah, yeah, I mean, French that's probably one suck. of the reasons. He's French. He's just Sorry. like seven foot tall, but he's a lank. He looks Fuck like a alien, kind of. I don't know. He's just very unlikable. Yeah, it's something about him where I think he's really good at defense, right? Phenomenal defender, um, at least around the rim. But for some reason, I feel like he thinks he's much better than he actually is. There's almost like a sense of arrogance about him that I just – I think that's what it is. I think he thinks that he's better than he really is. I don't know. I just can never stand Rudy Gobert. He thinks that he's like a, an elite center, I feel, and he he can't play offense. Yeah, he's Defensively, a, he's, he's elite. Yeah, no. yeah, he's an elite defensive center, but, like, if he wants to be mentioned with Embiid and – Like, uh, like Towns. Yeah, and Jokic. Uh, Jokic. Like, he's got to be more, like, at least serviceable on offense. Like, there's no reason you should be that big and lanky and put up, like, 10. If you were in Donovan Mitchell's shoes, right, and you probably got coronavirus from Rudy Gobert, right? I guess you can't, you can't really – we can't confirm that Donovan Allegedly. Mitchell got Allegedly it from Rudy Gobert, did. right? But Gobert yeah. was the first one to test positive. Pretty much did. And then a bunch of players from the Jazz did. And Donovan Mitchell was one of those players. If you were Donovan Mitchell, how would you feel about that? I heard some people say that the relationship's unsalvageable. Rudy Gobert uh, came out the other day and said he, he talked to Donovan Mitchell the other day and it's a work in progress, but it, it's good to go and they're, they're both ready to win. And I don't know. If I was Donovan Mitchell, I, I would kind of be pissed off at Rudy Gobert. I wouldn't want to beat that guy to be my teammate because he kind of just – it's not just, oh, you gave me coronavirus 
I don't want to be your friend anymore. It's, it's the sense of like irresponsibility that that guy has. It's the arrogance that what I just said, the arrogance for him to go and touch all the microphones and mess around with the teammates in the locker room. It's like, he's arrogant. And I think that's why I don't like him. It's just, he just bothers me, man. Bothers me. I actually, I actually don't blame him that much for that. Like I do hate Rudy Gobert, but when he did that, that kind of was like before Corona really blew up, blew up. It was before. So it was like, it was definitely stupid to do. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was really stupid. But I can see him thinking like, oh, I'm going to fuck around with everyone and touch the mics not being that severe to him. It was before it really blew up, but it was also at the point where it was serious enough that some people were taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. People started, yeah, right. yeah. In the athletic article about it, they were saying that the Jazz – held like a team meeting and informed them all about how like the precautions to take and stuff like that before he did that. And that's why Donovan oh. Mitchell's so pissed because okay. they were kind of informed about it beforehand. Okay. Which, well, then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell has every right to be pissed at him. Though. Yeah. That yeah makes fuck Rudy Gobert. Honestly. Yeah. Rudy no one is- likes him in the first place. So like, why would we, why would we give him a break now? I wonder if he doesn't get any breaks. Yeah, I wonder if he tries to be like so hateable. There's a couple of guys in the NBA that I just hate. He's, and he's one of them, but <laughs> That is not the stupidest thing we've seen out of an athlete during the coronavirus. <laughs> and this is Kyle. I think Kyle knows where I'm going with this. Them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, baby? <laughs> Dak Prescott throws a party with 30 people, teammates, and no one social distancing. Come on, Dak. Come on, buddy. You got to be smarter than that, Dak, especially if you want that big contract. You show a level of irresponsibility there that a lot of – I'm sure Jerry Jones won't like, right? But gives bad press for the Cowboys, and you don't want to, you know, deteriorate that Cowboy brand. Can't do that. What a stupid move from Dak Prescott. And Ezekiel Elliott was there having a good time. They're laughing. Come on, man. That was so that's stupid, just, man. That's just the Cowboy – that is – you said the Cowboy brand. But that is the Cowboy brand. There are always Juicy. people like that. Who is the guy that – um? They just had who like uh, he beat up his mom or something. Oh well, they had well no. Greg Hardy was in the Panthers, right? But didn't Greg Hardy yeah, sign with the Cowboys? Right. He almost like killed his girlfriend. But he girlfriend. was he was in the Panthers first, right? Greg Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And then they released him when with the domestic abuse, and then the Cowboys they didn't give a shit up, about right? that. Yeah. Him um. Up. Yeah, that. Come on, man. You gotta be smarter than that, right, fellas? Oh yeah. And meanwhile, Carson Wentz is like throwing to what would be his wide receiver too, like a little quarterback net. Carson Wentz. What a stand-up guy, man. Stand-up guy. Such a much yeah. way better guy than Dak Prescott. Way more respectful. Yeah. Way My more quarterback respect. respects the coronavirus. You guys uh we should call up that dude that knocked out Dak Prescott on spring break and have him go beat his ass again. <laughs> <laughs> um Dak Prescott. Oh, we were talking Carson Wentz, right? Carson Wentz. Um you guys still like Carson? Like if you could pick Carson or Nick Foles, uh, what team were you guys on? Back in the Super Bowl Carson. year. You were Team Carson. I was Team Carson too. I was Team Carson yeah. as well. He was what, having what, a- you, what do you mean like team? Like, like when remember remember um after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, all the talk in Philly was oh, oh, oh yeah, Nick, yeah, we yeah, go with yeah. Carson. I was always saying let's ride with Carson. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a beast. But and not just in Philly, nationally people were like, Well, they should take a look at Nick Foles because he's he might be better. He might have that it factor or yeah. whatever. And we will not slander Nick Foles on this podcast. No, no. Um, but Carson Wentz. I might. 
<laughs> you might. <laughs> I might slander uh, I, Nick Foles. Okay, I won't. I won't slander Nick Foles, but no, I'll yeah, let you I do will that. Not, I will not, not right now, bad. but I might. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain athletes um, that, like, for me, they, they're not that great, but they just get a pass. Um, and I, I guess I'm thinking of Philly athletes specifically just because that's where we're from and stuff. Like, Nick Foles to me, you're always cool with me. Like, no matter what, always cool with me. TJ McConnell's another guy where it's like and, – and now the point I'm trying to make here is that there's non-stars that just fans seem to love even though they're really not that great. Nick Foles is one in Philly. He's really not, you know, compared to other quarterbacks, not as talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's loved here in Philly, right? Loved. Well, yeah, that's, that's partially because he won a Super Bowl too. It's like if, if, he does, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, then people probably aren't. Right, right, right. It's, it's all because he won the Super Bowl, right? Um, but there's even guys like Boban in the league. Boban yeah. is just – he he's not a good basketball player, right? He's just a monstrosity. He's okay, though. No, he's just a monstrosity. Let's – you know, he, <laughs> that's what he is. He's, he's a massive body who, who has who – he's, he's a good rebounder. Yeah, he's, he better be a good rebounder. I liked him in the Don Wick <laughs> movie. <laughs> but my, the question I wanted to ask you guys, is there any non-stars – that you really just had an affinity for growing up or even today? Brandon no. Roy. Brandon Roy? Brandon Roy. I thought that guy was sick. Like back in Portland? Yeah, back in Portland. He was, he was he always – Yeah, but he was good, yeah, though. He, he, he was, was good. good. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't – I wouldn't got, say he's a star. He he was, I wouldn't say he's a star, though. Well, I guess he never was able to really he, reach his full Yeah, he was on the trajectory. Trajectory. He was like yeah. a Derek Roy. I loved well, him not, in 2K. He was good, but – Yeah, Brandon Roy was good. What do you but, guys think, though? Is there anyone specifically that stands out to you? Yeah, well, I really like Greg Dobbs. I mean, partially the Philly homer coming out of me, but Greg Dobbs on that 2008 World Series team, he put up, like, one of the best pinch-hitting performances of all time throughout the season, and he just became my favorite player on the Phillies. I don't know why it happened, but Greg Dobbs was just always my guy. Like, I remember one time I went to a Phillies game, and Greg Dobbs hit a home run that game, but when he hit the home run, I was in the bathroom and the home run ball was like right in the section where we were. And my friend had a brought, just brought a baseball, I guess, in case someone would sign it. And he told me that he caught the Greg Dobbs home run ball. And I was so angry at him that he like didn't offer me the ball because he oh. knew that Greg Dobbs was my favorite player until he like told me that it wasn't. And we're, we're cool now, but <laughs> for a while I was like extremely pissed, pissed that he didn't even offer me the ball, which I know is a ridiculous thing to be mad about. But, so selfish, yeah. Kyle. So selfish. Yeah, I know. I'm a selfish person. I can admit that. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, oh, Any shit. other players? I just had oh, some- yeah. I, f- I really liked uh, – like, there's, like, a ton of Flyers players. Oh, um, yeah. Like, Ian LaPerriere, Zach Ronaldo, Donald Brashear. Like, just uh, – Yeah, I was going like, to say Donald Brashear. Donald Brashear was my favorite player growing up, dude. That guy's story is insane. Insane. And he used to yeah. be – the balls off people in the NHL. It was so much fun to watch. He was, was so good so at fighting. Fun. He was so good at fighting. He did MMA after after hockey. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Um, I've Kyle, you're just talking about the home run ball. Um, I've or foul ball. I've never caught one at a baseball game, and I've wanted to my entire life. Have you? Have you guys ever actually like caught one? No, I've never caught one. Nah, a cop gave me one one time though. It was pretty sweet. I have one. I have a professional like major league like baseball. It's it just I didn't catch it, and I, but I've gotten so close so many times. 
And I, even if, like, I'm in, like, left field or right field, I just want – you know, they warm up in between innings and they're throwing it back and forth. Um, like, I just want them to throw it to me right after. But they never do. They never do. They're going to so, throw it to, like, a, a five- a or six-year-old kid. Yeah, a kid. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> now I think if I got it, I'd, have to, I'd be obligated to give it to a kid. So maybe my times have passed. No, you're, you're never. You can just have a kid and then it give it to your own kid. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, we'll just have him throw it to your kid and then take the ball. Yeah, yeah. when you yeah. get home. Yeah, just, yeah. Right. When you're in the, the, the kids walk home, be like, let me that. the ball. Yeah. yeah. Unless if they're young enough, you know, they're like four or five, you could just say like, "Hey, my kid loves wants a ball. He loves you." <laughs> and then you know he throws the ball to you and you just keep it. Yes, we can. We can use children. We can use children to get to get things right. 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 Yes, we are. Isn't that why you have them? Yeah, right. We are Cellar Dwellers is the <laughs> podcast. We are the selfish podcast. We only do things for us. Um, but wait, who was the guy you just said fought in MMA after? Donald Brashear. He okay. wasn't. I mean, he didn't make it to like UFC or anything, obviously. But he was. He was just, dude. This guy would smash people's faces in. I mean, like he would bloody people up every time. Like you wouldn't want to fight him ever. See? I went to a preseason game in when I was young, and he fought this dude Sandy McCarty, who was also an animal. And he hit this dude so hard with left hands that his hockey helmet split into two pieces. Oh, my God. Dude, you really got to hit him with a proper crack to do that. Dude, it was like a- wild. And he, his, like, style was crazy. He would pull guys in tight and just, like, jackrabbit punch their head. But it was so much harder than everybody else's punch. It was so much fun to watch. I wonder, like, what's the hardest I could be hit, like, without being, like, pr- like knocked out cold. Like, I wonder what it is. Depends on where you get hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's precision. Precision definitely is a big part of it. You get um, hit right in the jaw, you're done, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, get cracked in the jaw, yeah. you break the jaw, fall down. So, um, like, you're getting hit on on the jaw by everyone. Like, what level of boxer do you think would be able to do that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, well, I, I don't think hey, it's pretty. It'd be pretty low, dude. It'd be pretty low, even amateur. Oh yeah, I know. Boxer. I was thinking like, yeah, I was thinking just like a senior or junior in high school. That's just been training and boxing for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a maybe like a fifteen-year-old lightweight. Like they just know where to hit you. They know exactly yeah. where to hit you. But I didn't even mean to get off topic like that. I just you said um, we brought up Greg Hardy earlier, who now fights in the UFC, and the guy that you guys mentioned that's um, hockey player turned fighter. Mm-hmm. Greg Hardy's supposedly supposed to fight, and. It's a couple weeks. I think the UFC's targeting like. Is he fighting men or women? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Parker with the zinger, but he, um, he's supposed to, because obviously Disney came in and told the UFC, like, they can't put on any events for a little bit, but I think they're doing one at the beginning of May, and Greg Hardy's on that card. Uh, Tony Ferguson, he's on the card too. He was supposed to fight Khabib. He's yeah. on the card that was supposed to happen this Saturday. And apparently he's still making weight for it, which is absolutely crazy. I, I don't know. And I don't know. I want to see if we see uh, Fight Island still. But I still think that would be sick, even if, like, things are completely normal. Yeah, just make, just do it anyway. Like, that yeah. could be like a, even, like, a whole TV show. You know how they do, like, the um, the, the the series with uh, Dana White before um, before they really make it to the, you yeah, know, the, the yes, ultimate yeah, yeah. fighting champ, ultimate, ultimate fighter. fighter. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that doesn't do go that, on anymore, but just but. do it on the island. Yeah, that'd be, it would make, that'd be kind like, of awesome. And make them wear like tiki outfits and shit. Yeah, like, just do like a combination of the ultimate fighter. Ultimate fighter meets Lost. Yeah, meets yes. Survivor. Yes, yes. 
Oh, yeah. Or or you could uh, bring their X's there too, and it could be X on the yeah, beach. There <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, we just said that we had this uh, the the Laker and Magic game on. I don't know why. I really like the Magic's jerseys. Um, I don't. I don't, maybe it's just the colors and stuff. But what's your favorite jerseys of all time? Have you guys got any specific? Ooh, wow. I have yeah. one. Now we are we're all gonna say the Phillies powder blue, right? Everyone loves everyone in Philly loves those jerseys. Speaking of powder yes. blue, like a Jordan, Jordan, UC or uh, Carolina, UNC. Carolina. Yeah. UNC. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. UNC. UNC unis in general yeah. are just always. Some about that yeah. powder blue. Yeah, I was gonna say literally like just put any jersey in powder blue, and I'm probably gonna like it. Like I'm probably yeah. it's probably gonna be one of my favorite jerseys. I really like the um, the, the old Grizzlies one. Yeah, Van, Vancouver, the yeah. Vancouver, uh, Vancouver Grizzlies one. The that Raptors one, the old, the old one with the dinosaur on it, the purple joint. Yeah, early two thousands. Yeah, that one's hard. Bro. There's that a bunch of hard. old. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of old like hockey jerseys, like Quebec Nordiques. Like oh, those are beautiful they're, they're, masterpiece. Yeah. Masterpiece. <laughs> some of those, some of those sweaters are just like they're just. I could like wear them out. Like, right. Like, really not like even not even to a game or anything. Just like wear them out. I would love to see. They, I want the Eagles to bring back the Kelly Greens, baby. Those Kelly Greens, something about them just fires me up more more than the Midnight Green. I like the Eagles blackout uniform and the um, and the Kelly Greens. I love them. Yeah, the, they need to bring the Kelly Greens back. At least it was like an alternate or something. The NFL's so stupid with the one helmet rule. Yes, yeah, so that was the problem with the helmet. Yeah, the but helmet. they need to find they a way to get switch, that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Permanently switch. I'd be totally down with that. I don't know I, if they will. Just because we won the Super Bowl in the Midnight Green, so it's kind of like we won the NFL it? championship in the Kelly Green. Yeah, let's, yeah. Get, <laughs> let's, let's get a ring for the Kelly Green, a Super Bowl ring for. Maybe Kelly we'll Green. find out that if we just alternate the uniforms every year, we'll just win it every year. Yeah, wow, that would be fantastic. Different jersey each year. More you know, I, I, they've only worn them like once or twice, I remember. But the Eagles would pull out their yellow and light blue jerseys. Oh yeah, those they, things are they, had, they, they wore like them that. once in the Mike Vick era. Those I garbage. Loved, I love those jerseys. And I, I liked them when I when they were like when it was happening. I bought a Brian Westbrook yellow or uh, gold and blue jersey. Yes. But I don't know, looking back, I'm like, damn, those are ugly. Oh, I love those. That's because of the powder blue. It was the powder blue. That's what it the was. The Phillies burgundy, the zip up ones they want they wore last year, the throwbacks. Ooh, those. those are Ooh. Andrew McCutcheon. He looked like he was about to go to a roller disco when he was wearing yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah, those jerseys are phenomenal. I'm and, a big fan of the zip-up. Um, I didn't know that there was zip-up baseball jerseys until like five years ago. I would love to wear them. I think any, they look fresh. Talk, like, speaking again about like hockey jerseys, any Wayne Gretzky jersey. Oilers, uh, yeah, Oilers, Oilers, Kings, Rangers, they're all good. Yeah, I think the Oilers. The, the Rangers jerseys are nice. That the Rangers yeah. old alternates uh, with the Statue of Liberty on them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love those jerseys. I hate the Rangers, but I love those jerseys. And also, shout out Flyers um, old black jerseys. Not the ones they wear now, but, like, the ones they wore when me and you were, like, little kids, Parker. Those like were 2007? Yeah, yeah. Like, 2005. Like two, yeah, 2004 or 2005. I remember yeah, – was... They went to the Eastern Conference Final. Those are fresh uniforms. I used to play, like, uh, like Chell – and there was a jersey. It was like a 2007, like Black Flyers jersey or something like that that I loved. I think I'm getting the year right, and I think I'm. But I used to love it. I used to wear it every time. Oh, Ooh, the old Sixers, 
the black Sixers jerseys. Oh yes, yeah, 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 that's what I was just gonna say. Speaking of black jerseys, the the AI, AI yeah. Sixers. Black I'm remembering. Sixers. We're remembering all the Philly ones, obviously. Yeah, I'm well, sure uh, there's some, I'm sure there's some stud jerseys that we're forgetting. Oh, I love the, the, um, the, the Miami Heat Vice jerseys that they wear now. Yes. I like those. Oh, those are I so love that's powder blue, blue again. Blue. It's just the powder blue. Yeah. Yeah. Powder the powder. Blue. The black ones are fresh too. Yeah. And another powder blue. The Lions Thanksgiving jerseys. They're just yeah, it's, like it's all that blue. It's yeah, just real know. plain gray and light blue. The uh, old Astros jerseys with like the V neck, no yeah. buttons or anything. Yep. The stripe, the uh, horizontal stripes. Yeah, those are you know nice. What? I, I'm a big fan of that style too. You know what would make it better? Is if it was powder blue. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have the powder blue. If it's not powder blue, I'm not buying it. Also, not the red, it. the Redskins throwbacks, the solid like maroon or crimson and gold with the gold numbers. Yeah, those are fire. Yeah, yeah, that's another. That's another good one. Oh, uh, I have a question for you guys. Is is uh is it gay to order dessert? I saw uh, this. Oh, yeah, I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> I saw and she that. Un- unleashed a thread. Uh, the first tweet is, a guy ordering dessert on a date is a red flag for me. That's a female thing to do, FR. That stands for for real. That's a female thing to do for real. It's a red <laughs> flag for me. For me. If a guy is on a date with a woman, the woman should be the only one asking for appetizers and desserts. Men eat meals, in all caps. Like, seriously, you can just taste some of whatever I ordered. I would no, seriously no. rather a uh, N-word order two meals than to order an appetizer before his meal. If you're that damn hungry, you look sassy ordering a spinach dip. <laughs> no. What a ridiculous take yeah. that is. Oh Especially God. if we're paying. Yeah. Especially all, if we're paying. I'm buying whatever the hell I want. Yeah. First of all, two full meals would be too much. It's the appetizer because it's supposed to satisfy the beginning of your appetite. Right? And then you get the meal and you finish it, finish it off and you become full. And if you still have room afterwards, maybe you get a crème brûlée. Maybe you get a cheesecake. If we want dessert, we can get dessert, lady. Wait, so you're telling me you're telling me uh, a cheesecake with a, a strawberry drizzle is uh, is manly? Oh I, my god! Listen, I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. It is. It's damn good, man. It is damn. No, I agree. Good. I agree. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially, I think appetizers are the most manly thing you can eat. Like if I'm just oh, getting after yeah. some, dude, I look like I just. Like, I pretty much could just kill a chicken and just eat it raw. Like, that's what it looks like I'm doing. No, appetizers are the most manly foods. They're all just the finger foods. You know, the spinach dip, the chicken fingers, the buffalo wings, the pretzel bites with the little cheese sauce. Appetizers are manly. Yeah, dude, if I go somewhere, like, if I'm going to uh, Applebee's or Fridays, I'm not going there to get a meal. I'm going there for appetizers. Half I'm, just gonna get Applebee's. I'm, I'm not going there for a nice steak. I'm, I don't want an Applebee's steak. I'm going there for the boneless wings, which uh, Applebee's has the best boneless wings I've ever had. It's just we go to Applebee's. We They're go to Applebee's. Wonton tacos, spinach and artichoke. And then, yes, finish with a lava cake and get that vanilla ice cream. taste like a real man. If we go to Applebee's, man, we're going for half, half apps, dollar drinks, and chocolate lava cake, man. No mm-hmm. meals at Applebee's. No meals. <laughs> no meals are allowed at Applebee's. No so. meals ever. I'm done eating meals. I'm only eating appetizers from now on. I'm going <laughs> on a hunger strike from meals. Apps and dessert only. Yeah, take that, lady. Apps and dessert only for the cellar dwellers. Matter <laughs> of fact, I think this is a good time for us to go get some apps right now. We're ending the podcast. I'm getting apps and dessert, boys. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Nope. 
Nick, Pat, anything? Rest in peace, Carl Anthony Towns' mom. Okay. Good. Yeah, rest in peace. Okay, well, yeah, now that too. Yeah, that is. Now, uh, you forgot, you piece of shit. Me and Parker yeah, didn't forgot, plan that. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, thanks for making me look like a dick. Okay. We're on our way to go get our half apps right now and dessert. Episode two of Cellar Dwellers has officially concluded. Oh, shit, I fucked that up. Concluded. We will <laughs> see you guys next week, same time, same place. Love sponsored, you guys. but not sponsored by Applebee's. Yes, Applebee's and Bud Light, please sponsor us. Thank you very much.